everyone, it's Nick Walters again with the National Industrial Hemp Growers Digest podcast. Welcome for yet another episode. And as always, we are consistent in having really great guests with really great information and giving you some insight of the things that are going on in the industry. And this time we are not restricting ourselves to the borders of the United States. We're going to do, as they say, go a little bit across the pond and go check in with some things that are going on with the EU. And I've got um, our friend Ernest Pluman here, who is with the Latvian Hemp Association and is really doing some terrific things in Latvia. He and I had an opportunity to, or really in kind of all the Baltic states, I would say, um, that he's got his footprint going around there. And uh we had an opportunity to be introduced by some folks uh, several months ago, and I've enjoyed learning more about what they are doing and the things that we are doing together. So we thought this would be a terrific opportunity to learn more about what's going on in hemp, particularly um, of things on the ground floor um, uh, in the EU and specifically there in Latvia. So Ernest, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Good evening. Uh, thank you, Nick, for, for having me. Actually, very, very uh, thrilled to be here. Uh, it's evening here, it's morning at, at your place, but uh, actually, yeah, well, a little bit of my background. Uh, I have been uh, involved in real estate before, then for 10 years in animal beddings business. Uh, we were uh, sourcing dry wood shavings, sieving them and uh, baling them and sending to all across Europe. To, to horse uh, stables and farms and so and and there I, I at some point I saw hemp uh, as, as hemp shines that could be used as animal bedding but um, one emotional moment was when my father-in-law he got uh, diagnosed with cancer and yeah. uh, then I had to learn a very steep learning curve about Rick Simpson's oil so that was how, how I very fast learned about those special abilities of, of the plant. And, and I even created that oil, helped try to help him, but he had to little time That's left. That's terrific. He, you know, so many of us have a, have a story usually that involves a family member. And so many times our involvement first into hemp is not the, um, uh, the industrial or the fiber part. It's usually a health piece is what most mm. of us seem to find is, is our, first gateway into uh, exploring and understanding more, more about the plant. And because a plant will do so many things, sometimes it's almost too much, right? To think about all the different things that the plant will do. It's a good thing and a bad thing. It's good because it will do so many things. It's a bad thing because sometimes it's hard for us to focus, at least me, others, to be able to think about all the different pieces that we might be working on that particular day. Correct, correct. Here, with me, is the same. Uh, and 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 at that point, when when I well, when we after the funeral, I, I understood that I have this knowledge. I found some scientists and uh, found uh, in Prague there is a very nice in Czech Republic there is a nice conference called Canafest. I flew there with a small team, uh, get to know all underground people from there. So understood a lot of things, and and then. That year we were without any NGO, so sitting by the table, just a few guys from Latvia. And next year I flew there already with other NGO, uh, and I had created this Latvian Hemp Union, actually. The, the name Union. is Latvian Hemp Union. Yeah, okay. sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to... Uh, no, no, please correct. Yeah, okay. this, this is... 
this this is uh, uh, this is where when we created it in 2018, and uh, from there on, uh, at first it was focused more on this medical part, as as I my experience came from there more. Uh, but uh, with time, last year I already planted some uh, some uh, fiber. Uh, industrial hemp before that uh, some um, cbd plants meter mm -hmm. by meter so small plants uh, uh, in my flat we, we grew them the small seedlings and then with my family and friend we, we created this uh, half a hectare field got 5.2 cbd percent but well that that was amateur style and, and actually I tried my my hand also in CBD sales uh, created CBD brand uh, but it's a lot of direct selling and uh, as you know it's uh, there are people who, who like to do it but as you told there are so many things to to get involved with him so I understood that that's not my uh, piece of pie and and then I got to this uh, thing that I'm I'm kind of from animal bedding side, and I wanted to create my own family house. That actually this spring I'm I'm building it. Today we filed, uh, we submitted the building project actually in in uh, building uh, municipality. Uh, so uh, in this spring I will be kickstarting a, a building project uh, where I will be involved very much in in the creation of wooden frame and also the the hempcrete capnel walls and roof and everything. So wow. Um, yeah, 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 and 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 I have this capacity of baling. Actually, I have a small baler that I want to put on wheels, and I want to get a small decorticator. Decorticator is something that we are missing here in Latvia. I want to make it mobile, so we can, um, yeah. And and this year, actually, I have already around uh, six, seven teams, and and this uh, philosophy actually came from Munich, as as you shared this uh, knowledge about how to create a democratic. <laughs> organization uh, not not the usual ngo style uh, organization and people like this but the main thing is that there is a market for the hemp grain this is what i have understood we have the necessary tractors harvesters uh, grain drying and cleaning facilities and i already helped some farmers last year who had grown some six ten tons of, of grain and and yeah, they are happy. I'm happy, and this is how the the co-op starts to to be created. Uh, this year, I'm planning next last year four hectares. This year, I was thinking hundred, but now I'm reaching hundred fifty, and I could could actually grow five hundred hectares. I have buyers for those seeds here in in Europe, in in other wow. countries, not Latvia. So, and then then the the stocks come in if you have enough uh, hectares with, with seeds. The people are getting money there, and the stocks are like leftovers. They are not the perfect long three, three and a half meter fiber uh, plants, but they are short, maybe one meter height, maybe one and a half, but but still there are fibers and herds and this is like leftovers. So this is a co-op coming from the beginning, from the bottom, when you don't need too much investment. So we kickstart that and then we can go to some more uh, creative uh, ways how to do like like uh, building materials uh, to do some end products but uh, yeah it's a this this is kind of my journey uh, through the hemp world and at, at the moment I'm, I'm uh, doing all the preparations for the sowing season uh, managing the, the farmers creating materials for them to understand how to farm most of them haven't done it they are uh, artists there are entrepreneurs 
only one third are real farmers at the moment. But uh, because real farmers, they know uh, already all the numbers, they, they, they count everything. It's very hard to, to convince people. And, and, and hemp has to compete with wheat and uh, rapeseed. So in conventional um, farming, it's uh, hard to, to get in. But then I have these smaller farmers that, that have special uh, also uh, subsidies from EU that, that help them especially smaller smaller uh, players so well it's a it's a it's an ecosystem you have to build and and from from the seed to the end product this is this is my aim and wow. i'm just a, one one of the one of the parts of that mechanism so it's a community uh, made out of already many many people and 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 they are just calling me every week somebody's going hey well, what i want to do with my life with my land how can I be involved? So, yeah. And, well, the same how, thing happens for things, us. I'm yeah, sorry. How are, things at your, how are things at your end? You, you okay. are also developing fast. Well, right? yes. Well, I'll be glad to fill you in on part of it, but you just gave us enough to talk about for three shows right there. Yeah. Man. That's, that's enough <laughs> to do. So let, cool. first off, as you're building your house, uh, um, we would love to share with our audience through all our um, social media and other things to say, you know, help tune in and watch Ernest uh, and 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 what he's doing with the Latvian Hemp Union. We would love to be able to continue to share that as you grow and as you build it, because we'd love to help people see and understand. Because in the U.S., so many of the growers that first got into hemp were all in what we would call the CDB Green Gold gr Rush. Right? They got mm. rushed out there. They, they, many of them raised way more acreage without a contract of anybody to buy the CBD oil. And so mm. we overproduced, you know, in such a huge way. And then they got a, they got a very bad feeling about wanting to grow hemp because they, uh, they lost their money. And part of the reason they lost their money was that they grew without a contract, with knowing what they were going to, and the market adjusted itself. So, and unfortunately, some of the farmers are the ones that, you know, uh, took the hit on, on that. Yeah. But once we show and tell people more and more and more about uh, um, uh, hemp being able to be used in construction and what that looks like, um, we love to help sh to share that story. And we would enjoy being able to let folks um, come with us, with you, as we, as we go and as we share part of that. So we will tell everybody, stay tuned to all of our social media pages, right? So on um, everything we're doing on LinkedIn and and then um, and Instagram and and all the rest. Hopefully, you'll give us your good contact information, um, Ernest, so people can can, sure. can stay in contact with you too. Let's talk a little bit about the. Um, tell me about the legality of hemp there in Latvia. Um, is it the same in your in some of your? Is it because it's an EU thing? It, it goes to everybody that way. That's a part of the EU, or do, does each country have to set its own standard? Yeah, thank you for the question. This this is a this is a good question because there are twenty seven EU countries. Everybody has their own governments, their own uh, po populations, their own sentiments about these things. For example, Holland have been operating with uh, recreational hemp for all the time right. <laughs> let's say yeah. portugal for example they have legalized all drugs because they had very large drug addiction problem and it helped actually um france have their own uh in that no like 
cannabis program. Germany is importing 10 tons of uh, THC flowers from Canada and Israel, for example, every year, last year. Actually, it was twice less the year before. So actually, Germany is going for legalization uh, in the in the. No, it looks like that because they have new government. Uh, the new, new chancellor have created the coalition of three uh, parties. Uh, 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 what is traf traffic light uh, coalition? And and one of those parties is Green Party. So they are very fond of that idea. And then in the even in the beginning of their governance, they they kind of uh, declared that that would be one of the aims. Of course, now it's uh, Ukraine and all those uh, energy problems. So, but uh, it should come, and, and everybody's looking up to Germany in, in Europe because it's the largest economy. And so, I think that's uh, that's where governments can be can also uh, uh, cash in or or, or uh, earn something because industrial hemp it's uh, it's just a, another agricultural crop actually from that side cbd is totally legal but the thc is totally illegal so uh you we can grow it we have legislation to do it we can transfer it we can mechani mechanically uh do something with the camp but we cannot extract there's special law not allowing it not due to long time ago they thought it would be uh bad bad uh, criminal like some activity could be realized through such activity so so that's why it's it's forbidden and actually at the moment i'm talking with ministry of agricultural health and uh, economy regarding the change of this so there should be a possibility to license uh, extraction and also growing indoors and in greenhouses because then you can get raw material for that extraction facility in all year round uh, basis not only once as now we can grow but we can grow only on the field not in covered uh Interesting. Interesting. so okay yeah so so and, and main products are the the, the grain 95 percent let's say grow for grain and only five for fiber so there is nothing for flowers they're only like uh yeah, home growers who just test themselves and, and try to do something but it's nothing serious but it's it's very big potential and and there are already some small cbd shops uh, here and there and so it's it's a kind of gray area because cbd at the moment it's in the, it's not legal but it's in the novel food catalog it's a catalog which has been created not to get those products eu council doesn't want to get in the eu market so they kind of put them in standby uh position and CVD is in that uh, category for a long time and to change that there is need to be either political and, 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 and social will or or at the moment some entrepreneurs through the European Hemp Association are pushing through some legislations for the for the CVD products but as you know CVD is not the and that's no not my focus at the moment I'm more understanding that the value of the grain and the value of the fibers and and uh, yeah and and th that idea about that house it's very nice but that, that you have it I, I really would love to share uh, oh yes yeah we will also also with my wife it's like a family thing we will create also a, a instagram account and and can share this information for future clients because this house will be a show house people once in a month they can come and have tea with us and uh, enjoy a day with barbecue and then just see how a hand house uh, is and 
I'm the central guy in, in this hemp community here, so it's uh, it's my duty to 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 advocate for this. So, so that's an invitation, right? We can we can yeah. come over and see you, right? You've already anytime, you've invited anytime. us right here on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> anytime. Make sure your I'm wife okay. knows. Make sure she knows we're all coming. Okay. So we want to. No problem. We will have some cake and tea ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> and some cakes maybe made from some hemp grain, right? Would that would be that maybe would be some funny. brownies, you know? Maybe some brownies. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yes, yes. I yeah. hear. All right. So tell me a little bit about um uh helping farmers with um technical support about how to farm, how to grow, maybe how to do it along. You know, one of the things that we're very committed to is making sure that we are using good sustainability practices and ways to do um, regenerative agriculture. And, you know, um, does the Latvian government uh, send people out to kind of help farmers from the university level or from other agencies. We have a, a, an agency, a group here, uh, not through the greater US Department of Agriculture, but then each state has um, um, people who will come out if they understand the crop well enough mm -hmm. to give you tips and ideas about how to grow and how to harvest and different ideas about genetics and seed. Does that type of thing exist from a governmental level um, in Latvia? Uh, well, this is something your your uh, society has grown to that level where this is done. Uh, here, uh, in like industrial hemp has been uh, left out of, of the, the priorities for some time. For example, Latvia at the moment last year, 873 hectares. Lithuania, 4,000 and Estonia, 6,000. We have all the same populations, the same territory, the same cost, the same climate. So, and this ha this has been happening for years. So the the uh, the government agencies that had to do something regarding this, they're doing looks like nothing. So that's why we came up with these new guys, and we uh, we this is actually totally my own uh, no. I'm financing this thing and I'm, I'm actually doing everything. I'm making the marketing, making the strategies, finding the people, making uh, all the, finding what, what to do for them, finding seeds, uh, getting the, the necessary genetics, uh, uh, convincing the seed sellers to give us uh, such prices that nobody in Latvia has seen. We are at the moment, we are the second biggest hemp seed buyer, <laughs> like a co-op, but we are not a co-op. We are like, getting together and co-ops of course they have more uh, uh power to 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 placing power to to either uh, attract investment or or to sell things together or and and here i i'm knowing that there's nothing like that i have been doing it my, on my own and, and people start to understand they start to talk to each other and what what we need uh, from the grain uh, uh, growing perspective, actually, is you need one tractor, some applications to it. You need one combine for grain harvesting. You need one uh, drying drum and, and a cleaning um, facility. No, it's cleaning machine and a warehouse where no rats come in. So and a, and a guy who knows how to sell. 
and 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 who can get enough people involved. So every this farmer he will make maybe six tons for a large buyer. It's nothing. They don't want to no, to to use their time on wasting uh, energy on on because every farmer will have this certain type of seeds, certain type of quality, certain type of place he have seen, sieves them, uh, dried them, and so on. So it's a nightmare for them. But if we everybody is growing the same seed, uh, drying and, and cleaning in only two, three places in all around Latvia, we just bring in those smaller portions of seeds and make it like a monogam uh, portion of, of, of harvest. So this this is... This is this is a strategy. Nobody is doing nothing to do it. Uh, well, I don't know. And uh, uh, but there are, of course, there are European Industrial Hemp Association who is doing sure. a lot. And and there are uh, well, it's an international vibe. You have the same uh, problems with hemp that I, and you have the same benefits of hemp as I, and also in Tibet and 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 other like Africa. No, the climate will be a little bit different, but in the sense of climate, we are like Canada or 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 Denmark or uh, northern Germany or I don't know northern uh, America. No, let's right. say so. So it's not too much difference and. Uh, um, yeah, and the legislation. Uh, yeah, we 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 are living in the countries where we live. We we can change the laws. We are the owners of this country, not those guys who we pay uh, to to govern us. So no, to govern right. the, the the country, not us. We can right. we, we should govern and ask them to do what is necessary. And we are allowed to do it. And as I don't have any strings attached with somebody giving me money, I can ask anything. <laughs> well, but 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 right. part of the reason to um, uh, you are you are filling a role that is not available to the grower uh, in all places like in the U.S. We have some states where there are very active state organizations. I don't mean trade associations. I mean mm-hmm. technical help like that. That they're there to help the hemp grower. Other places. No, I mean, they don't have anything at all. I mean, in the state where I live, there's just virtually no, um, I had, uh, uh, you and I had originally uh, planned to, to do this um, call a few days ago, and I had to change it at the last minute because the head of the, of the School of Agriculture of one of our universities asked me to come to lunch and to talk about uh, future projects. So because they don't have the knowledge of, they have a lot of knowledge about a lot of things in agriculture. They just don't have that much about hemp growing. And they are being asked by other people in the community, hey, help us figure out, we wanna grow, what do we do? Mm-hmm. So in some parts, because in our temperate zone, uh, particularly where we are headquartered, remember we're a national organization, but, uh, but yeah. we're headquartered in the Southeast. The temperate zone is way different than the temperate zone where you where you are. So yes. you've got knowledge of people from other places in those same in those same temperate zone regions about what's going to grow. What mm-hmm. I think is happening though, my point was, and I went around the corner on that, but but um uh, is that that you are filling this void of information to be able to pass along to people that they would not have otherwise, but for people like you, Ernest, that have stepped up and said, I see the future. I see where this is going. I see what this can do for our for our country and for other people, and the, and to be able to have 
uh, sources of revenue and income that they might not have. And you might only have, you know, you know, two or three hectares to be able to grow. Somebody else may have a thousand. Okay. Who knows? But regardless of how big you are or how small you are, you still can participate. And, and so that, that cooperative model that enables people, no matter who they are, where they came from, if they want to participate, then uh, you're giving them an option for that. And so we would, as we would say, we tip our hat to you and say, um, great work. And that's really terrific. And it's, it's good to be able to watch what you guys are doing. Well, thank you. Thank you a lot for those very good, kind words. Uh, and and I, I also take, um, um, I, I saw what you are doing, and 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 it actually though that that guy who who uh, uh, get to know us, uh, um, he he he, uh, Mike Mike. Uh, oh yes, right. Uh, yeah, and, and he he I somehow several years ago I bumped on uh, an advertising that in the, uh, this uh, 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 international. He he was making this this uh, this innovation challenge, yeah, hemp innovation yeah, you, challenge. You're correct, talking about Mike correct. Reed, right? Right. Yeah, Mike Reed, correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Mike introduces. Mike was on our show uh, uh, back uh, yeah. uh, back this summer, right? He and his great yeah. partner, Christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a great guy, and 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 uh, uh, I got I had one week to to submit some kind of idea, an innovation for hemp, and I thought, hmm, what what's innovation for Latvia? And I thought making a Baltic hemp co-op would be an innovation because in here you you hear we don't have this good cooperation between people that's why no between people government and so on so like being being the person who connects I thought it's a good idea and and I got to the I think 10th place there were participants from five continents and and uh, after that with Mike we have done a lot of uh, talking and, and and so on and and so he knew that uh, at some point uh, he will introduce me to some some co-op people. So you are those guys. That's very nice. <laughs> and, and We're glad to be those guys. <laughs> yeah, great, great. Because this, this is, I think, how how the industry should uh, involve. Because uh, every every uh, every one farmer cannot do anything. He cannot be a good farmer, processor, seller, going to exhibitions, talking with government, uh, joining other people. So it's it's kind of impossible to do. You have your family, you have your your free time, you have to sleep at some point. So, so it's impossible. So, and that's that's that. By definition, you need a lot of people. So it's um, community building, kind of. This 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 project is based on that. Also, the yes. same with you, I think. So it's, that's uh, right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's terrific. Well, hey, Ernest, tell us. Um, how people can connect to you if they would like to learn more about what you're doing or to be able to follow what you're doing. What is the best way for somebody to connect to you, either um, website or email or something? What would be the best way for folks to be able to, to reach out to you to keep up with what you're doing as well as the, the Latvian Hemp Union? Yes, thank you. Uh, Latvian Hemp Union, and that's the place uh, where you can check out uh, org. That's the web page. There's a lot of information on Facebook uh, where you can see 
you know, everyday things that we do. Uh, a lot of happening during the last summer. We grew also in urban garden in the center of Riga. <laughs> oh. Long fiber, fiber hemp plants. Everybody, it was the top, <laughs> top place. People, even television came and made several uh, ah, videos. Yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. So it's, it, it was like that. So in Facebook, you can look what, what action we are doing. And, um, yeah, on LinkedIn, you can see more formal side of me. And uh, please write me, call me. My telephone is always uh, always on and doors are open. That's <laughs> to, terrific. To talk with nice hemp people. Absolutely. Ernest Plumens with the Latvian Hemp Union has been our guest today. Uh, what great things you're doing. It's, it's great to know you and to know the things that you guys are doing. And we look forward to so many other uh, terrific things that you uh, are working on and to be able to follow your progress. Thanks for the work you've done, Ernest, really. Thank you. Thank you a lot. Have a great, great day and uh, talk to you. Okay. This podcast produced and distributed by MWB Studios.